Welcome to Unleash. We're all being transformed every day. The big question is by who to become what? Have you ever visited a coral reef? They can be such beautiful colors and they're really amazing places. So whether you visited in person or looked at pictures or watched videos, um, I, I just think they're amazing. But it's crazy to think because they seem like they're just like a rock, but they're actually alive. They're a living organism. It's an animal. And even though they can be huge and they can also move, um, they are continually growing. And you might think that they would grow because uh, if you think about a coral reef, one side is exposed to like waves and currents and the other side is really calm and still and peaceful. And you might think that that the coral would grow on the side that's peaceful, but actually they really need churning water and strong tides is absolutely essential to their growth. And so you might be wondering right now, what in the world does this have to do with the podcast? And as someone brand new to hosting a podcast, I am still trying to find my voice, so to speak. It is very easy and comfortable and natural for me to engage with people um, one-on-one in a genuine way. But a podcast, well, that's a whole new and different animal. So before today, I had uploaded a grand total of a whopping three episodes. And just after the third one had published, a friend messaged me and said, I really don't get what Unleash is about. So if I don't get it, how is anybody else supposed to get it? And her text felt like a big wave crashing across the coral, except instead of it being helpful to me, I kind of felt like I got knocked off a bit. I took a step back and I gave some deep consideration. And if I'm being honest, there were moments where I wondered, am I doing it wrong? Should I quit? But I know this venture is something I have to do, even if it means I begin by doing it poorly at first. I mean, everything worth doing is worth being willing to fail at, at least in starting out bad and working to get good. So as every other new podcaster, I'm in that lane of working to find my voice in this particular medium and to practice articulating and speaking in a way that I hope and my aim is to be like clear and compelling and honest. And I hope that somehow will come to people that will really appreciate what is shared and will be able to hear it as being like winsome and unpretentious and spoken with integrity and especially in love. So in this episode, I want to use a different approach than I did in my intro one to offer an explanation of why should anybody listen? Why should you care? And why, why would you ever consider sharing this with a friend? And so to answer that question, we need to go back to an earlier season in my life. It was the decade between age 18 and 28. And I just want to share briefly about some of the things I needed and wanted and experienced in that season. I mean, 
those are tumultuous years for sure. I was told that there was unlimited possibilities. So how could I choose just one? I really didn't know where to get started or how to make decisions. And there were lots of people with strong opinions telling me what I should do. But that voice in my own head was saying, what if I make a mistake? I mean, I'm supposed to be an adult now and make decisions, but making decisions, wow, these have big implications. This is hard of, of choosing one option, whether it's uh, a job, a relationship, a major in school, and even if that's just one in a series of choices in those areas, there still is risk. It can be confusing. It's very uncertain times. And I wasn't hearing a clear voice of, of wisdom that just made it easier for me to know which things I should say yes to or no to. But I can tell you, I made a whole lot of mistakes. I did a lot of stupid things, things I regret, things that I have a lot of like remorse and shame over, whether it Im impacted me or things that I did to other people. I mean, the bottom line is just a lot of dumb stuff. And part of my story is that I grew up going to church, hearing about God, and I wasn't sure that I really believed everything that I was told, but there were things that made me believe that God was real, though I had a lot of things I wondered about him. Like, uh, what was he like? In a lot of ways for me, God seemed to be kind of distant and scary and just waiting to catch me in my next lie or whatever wrong thing I was going to do. And my personal experience of going to church and being involved in a religion and being around religious people, I always felt like I should um, be a certain way and act a certain way. But really, it was fake. I mean, there were some genuinely loving, caring people that I knew, uh, and they lived like they really believed what they professed. But to me, there were a whole lot of people and my own experience with religion was that it seemed to be just a worn out, dry, wearying, guilt laden kind of path of drudgery, like not joyful, not glorious, not miraculous, not transformative. I would see people saying words and singing things, yet so much of it seemed like it was just lip service. Like I was doing the same thing as everybody around me, and we were all trying to look really pious at church, but what were we doing the rest of the week? And I had a lot of questions about anything to do with God and religion but even after I graduated high school and went away to college, I kept going to church every Sunday, even though what I was doing with the rest of my weeks was really worthy of a lot of judgment. And after 
four years of just kind of struggling and feeling alone a lot, even though I, I felt loved by my family and friends. In so many ways, I still felt like it was me alone in this little dinghy adrift on a huge ocean. And sometimes the sun was shining and the seas were calm and it was pleasant and clear, but there were a lot of times where it just felt like my little dinghy was going way up and way down in these big waves of storms and wind and rough seas. And sometimes I would just get tossed about in ways that just was so agonizing. And I sought comfort in alcohol and food and relationships and trying to uh, just feel good about myself by being academically successful and winning the approval of people that were around me. I, I still wanted to know and believe, like, was God real? Was he good? And who I, like, just thinking about myself, just so full of, like, selfishness and hurts and disappointments and being wounded by people and having all these doubts and fears and relationship struggles and worries and insecurity and uncertainty. It was just too easy for me to be all over the place. And I wanted to kind of have it all together. And I wanted to think of myself as a, a good person. And I wanted to do the things that seemed good, although things never quite worked out the way I had hoped or imagined. And I never really felt truly satisfied, you know, in an ongoing kind of way. And then it happened. Everything that I believed about church and religion and religious leaders who I had thought were and been taught were honorable and godly men. I had my experience of seeing in vivid living color how many of those men were actually wicked, violent, greedy, horrible human beings and the, just the shock and horror and uncertainty really engulfed me. The confusion and doubt about how these that I had heard that were so honored and revered and uh, respected for being holy had done just unspeakable things. And in my confusion, I didn't know what else to do except walk away and just not go back for years. I just lived for myself. I still wanted to think of myself as being a decent and good person, but no church, no religion. It just couldn't be trusted anymore. I still had this little quiet wondering within what God was like and what did he want from me. I struggled with my own sense of identity and how to build healthy relationships and how to deal with all the different uh, struggles and circumstances of life and, and especially of events happening in the world that just felt so out of control. I, I longed for a transformed life 
but I didn't know what that would look like or how to get there. I really wanted a deep sense of peace and to live life with a greater sense of confidence and joy and feel like I had, there was a real meaning for my existence and, and to be connected with others in a, the kinds of relationships that were like vibrant and rich and meaningful and satisfying. But I just had no clue how to get there. And all the things I was doing, I was trying so hard and they just, it was futile, really. I found things in life to just be getting messier and more complicated, bigger problems, and everything that I was so sure would satisfy me would ultimately end in disappointment. And when I was 28 years old, there were some particularly painful life circumstances that just really swallowed me up. My life didn't look anything like I had imagined or hoped for. I had no plan to take my life, but I did often kind of entertain that daydream that I would be in an accident on the freeway that would just relieve me of my misery. And so what happened with my own story? From there, some of the different parts and pieces and things that happened, I will share in later episodes. But for today, the thing I want to share is finding hope in the midst of my own despair. In one of my recent episodes, um, I talked about seeking out various types of counsel. And when we seek out counsel for somebody that's just going to give us kind of facts and details, that's a whole lot easier, right? When you're talking to them about just kind of practical, pragmatic things. But the risk goes up when we're talking about things that really matter to us. For those things that were like big and meaty and vitally important to me, it was hard to be honest, to, to seek advice, to pursue counsel. But the people who really helped me, the ones who have made an impact in my life, are the ones that really cared about me. I mean, they would listen to what I was struggling with. They were sensitive to what was hard. They would hear my story with compassion and they intentionally kind of entered into my world. They cared about the ways that I was suffering and struggling and they met me with love and not judgment even when they knew I was doing stupid stuff. They were quick to listen rather than quick to judge, quick to speak, quick to criticize, quick to just tell me how I was doing it all wrong and this is what you should do. I knew that even where I had blown it, they were safe. They were those that had earned my trust so that when they would speak, I could hear what they had to say. And even when they needed to share a word that was hard, I could hear it from from them because I knew that they really earnestly wanted what was best for me. 
Now, I read a variety of authors and listen to a variety of podcasts, and I find that I really appreciate those whose words are able to express thoughts I've wrestled with or emotions I've struggled with, but have never really found a way to quite express it accurately. And so when I come across someone who um, articulates things in a way that I'm like, wow, yes, that just like brings out something that I couldn't put words to. And it's helpful to us when that happens. You see, when he, when we make decisions as a human, we're not like animals that make decisions by, by instinct, but our decision-making involves our affections, our mind, our will. There is tons of research that has repeatedly demonstrated that affections are stronger for us than reason or logic. We like to think that we are very rational, logical, um, creatures, but the reality is that's really not the truth. The part of the brain that's used in decision-making is not actually the frontal cortex, but it's a part of the brain that possesses no language, only emotion. And think about how emotion is tied to the heart, right? To our affections, It has often been said that we live out of what's contained in our heart. And the hard part about, if we're going to look at what God says about our hearts, that they are deep waters, that they can be so misled, deceptive, and even wicked. Now, that's a hard word. I, I just want to say that I am really thankful for those in my life who choose to speak truth in love, which is my aim. Whenever I turn on the mic, I want to speak truth in love. I'm not doing this for my own agenda or because I want you to think the way I do, but I want to speak those things that comes from a place where I hope My hope for each heart who listens is your ultimate best. Each one of us is comprised of a body, a soul, and a spirit. And all three of those parts are intricately interconnected. We can be wounded in all three of those parts. We can entertain confusion and chaos. And by nature, we're open to deception that can impact us in each of those areas. The world is a noisy place, demanding our attention in lots of different ways and distracting us and even often distorting our view of what truly matters most. I mean, the noise can be deafening, right? It can be overwhelming. It can consume our thoughts and our energy and our time. To have truth spoken into those three areas is needful. I mean, desperately needed 
for every single one of us. And we can all struggle with the tyranny of demands and expectations, of desires and fears and uncertainty. And all of that can keep all three parts of us, body, soul, and spirit, just awash in anxiety, which makes it extraordinarily difficult to actually hear and receive and to live out wisdom that we need to be healthy in each of those three areas. If you happen to catch any of the previous episodes, I shared that when I did a strength finder, that my top strength, I use in air quotes, is as a learner, and I have pursued learning in both formal and informal paths to really dig in and search out what is true and valuable that brings health to spirit, soul, and body. And so in sharing with others what I've found to be um, genuine and true and trustworthy are the things that I want to share With others, I share that in my life, I share the people I work with one-on-one, and that's my heart, is to share those things here with you on Unleash. And the way I share things is not going to be the same as other people because I need to speak with my own unique voice. And so part of doing that could be asking questions, sharing insights, sharing um, things from... Uh, previous generations from lots of different areas of life, sharing insights and also sharing real stories, whether it's my personal testimony or the stories of others. I see that there's lots of means presented before us that promise growth in each of three, these three areas that doesn't always bear good fruit that doesn't help us to grow in healthy ways. And so anyway, this has been my something that I'm really passionate about researching these three areas. And really the top two are the areas of the soul and spirit. That's where I've made the greatest investments. That's where I tend to share most with others. Although I do research about wellness and that helps support us physically and the interaction between struggles we have um, in our physical body that impact our soul. And so my desire for this podcast is just share what I know is has been of inestimable value in my life and is proven to be valuable to others that I've walked with. So Not everyone approaches things the same. Not everyone speaks with the same voice or has the same intent. But hopefully you now know better who it is I hope to talk to, why I'm sharing the things that I share in the various episodes, and what I hope the outcome will be for you if you choose to listen. So if you're still listening, thank you. I'm delighted that you're with me. And... Would you consider subscribing? And would you do one more thing? Would you think of one person? 
one friend or a family member or someone that you really care about who you think would want to listen and hear and ask them to join you. So until next time.